0: Morning. Welcome to another episode of History Under Your Feet. Today, on this date in 1689, Chhatrapati Sambhaji Maharaj was brutally murdered by Aurangasib after being tortured for his refusal to convert to Islam. A hero who has never really got his due. Shivrancha Shambhu Java, Hindu manhuni amar jhala Loosely translated, it means coming from the same legacy that confronted death, Shivaji's son Shambhu became immortal as a Hindu. Often growing up in the shadow of a banyan tree can be quite inhibiting. However, much you grow and you shall always look small against a banyan. In a sense, that was what happened to Sambhaji, the son of Shivaji. Growing up in the shadow of a powerful father meant Sambhaji for all his achievements would never really match up to Shivaji Maharaj. Add to it his own addiction to drink and sensual pleasures meant historians often judged him rather harshly. And also his rather rash behaviour that alienated some of the more powerful Maratha clans. In a sense, Sambhaji had to bear the burden of his father's legacy and his own reckless attitude. It did not help either that there was no love lost between him and his father. But it would be unfair to dismiss Sambhaji's contribution to the Maratha empire. In a way, he strengthened it and carried on the good work of his father. It was not an easy childhood for Sambhaji, born to Shivaji's first five Saibai, whom he also loved the most. He lost his mother at the age of two and grew up in the care of his grandmother, Chichabai. When he was just nine, he was forced to live with Raja Jai Singh of Amber as a hostage following the Treaty of Purandar which Shivaji had signed in 1656. For some time, Sambaji had to serve in the Mughal court under Aurangzeb, and on May 1666, he was placed under the house arrest along with his father. They managed to escape, hoodwinking the guards hiding in fruit baskets. Sambhaji was married to Bai, the daughter of Pilaji Rao Shirke, a powerful Deshmukh of the Konkan region, and she changed her name to Yesubai after marriage. It was more of a political alliance with the marriage giving Shivaji access to the entire Konkan region. However, he never really got along with his son and for some time Shambhaji was put under surveillance in the Panala fort to curb his irresponsible behaviour. He escaped from there and for some time served with the Mughals before coming back to the Maratha camp. Shivaji passed away in 1680 leading to a bitter struggle for the accession to the throne. Step, Sambhaji's stepmother Swarabhai wanted her son Rajaram to be the next ruler, and she connived with the various Maratha nobles to install him on the throne. Sambhaji escaped from Panala, overthrew Rajaram, and after taking control of both Panala and Raigad, he was formally crowned the emperor on July 28, 1680. He threw Rajaram Swarabhai and along with Rajaram's wife Chanki Bai into prison. He got Swarabai executed on charges of treason and conspiracy. Thus consolidating his hold on the throne. His first campaign was against Burhanpur, currently in Madhya Pradesh in a stronghold of the Mughals. Known for its riches and as also its grand buildings, Burhanpur was an obvious target for the Marathas. Bahadur Khan Kolkatash, Arangjeeb's relative, was the one in charge of Burhanpur and Sambhaji tricked him into thinking that they would attack Surat. The tactic worked. The Marathas, under the command of Ambirao Mohite, attacked Burhanpur and soon the city was captured. The treasury was looted and the captives were executed. In 1681, Sambhaji gave shelter to Aurangajib's rebellious son Prince Akbar, which would lead to one of the longest wars in Indian history between the Marathas and Mughals. Aurangajib, already furious over Shivaji checking his advances in the Deccan, now swore to destroy the Marathas forever. After camping in Aurangabad, the Mughal headquarters in Deccan, he turned his attention to the Marathas. One of the first forts to be attacked was Ramsej in Nasik district, so as where the tiny fort but strategically important. Aurangajev felt that being one of the smaller forts, this would be captured easily, but a five month long siege failed with fierce resistance from the Marathas, and the Mughal army had to retreat. Aurangajev was able to overcome Bisapur and Kolkunda, bringing to an end the Adil Shahi and Qutub Shahi empire's said and he also got two great generals, Umrab Khan and Saras Khan. One of Sambaji's failed campaigns would be against the Siddhis of Janjira, against whom he led a 30-day siege in 1682. It was a fort even his father failed to capture in spite of an intense campaign. Though Janjira was subjected to attack and suffered heavy damages, the Marathas could not penetrate the fort. He attempted a Trojan horse-style trick sending in his own men as defectors. However, the plot was discovered and the infiltrators executed. He also attempted to build a stone causeway to the island but had to give it up when Aurangachip attacked, attacked Raigard, forcing him to retreat. Sambhaji, however, managed to capture the Portuguese held fort of Anzadeva but the Marathas were later repelled by a strong force there. This led to another ongoing co- conflict between the Marathas and Portuguese, who at the time were allowing the Mughals to use their ports as also provide regular supplies to them. In late 1683, Sambhaji attacked the Portuguese and captured many key forts, forcing the then Viceroy Francisco de Tavara to undertake special prayers in the Cathedral of St. Francis Francis of Xavier. However, a joint attack by the Mughals and Portuguese forced Sambhaji to withdraw from Goa. Sambhaji later had a treaty with the British which enabled him to conquer Pratapkat and a series of forts along the Western Ghats. He attempted to invite Mysore in 1681 would however end in failure, much like his father, when the ruler Chikadevaraja Wadiyaar managed to rebel back his army. Chikadevaraja later allied with the Mughals and violated the treaties he had earlier signed with Marathas. The Battle of Boy in 1687 would be one of the biggest blows to Sambhaji, he lost his trusted commander, Hambira Mohite and his troops deserted him in large numbers. It was a shattering defeat for Sambhaji and to make Matters was the Shukri clan, who had defected to the Mughal side, spied on his movements as he was on the run. Sambhaji was taken prisoner by the Mughals under Mukarab Khan in February 1689 along with his friend Kavi Kalash. Taken to Tulapur, Sambhaji along with Kavi Kalash was humiliated in the worst possible manner by Aurangaji. First, they were made to dress like jokers, insulted and paraded in chains and laughed at. Aurangaji promised amnesty to Sambhaji if he converted to Islam and surrendered his force. The latter refused, following which Sambhaji was tortured to death in the most gruesome manner. His skin was peeled off using the bhagnak, the tiger claws. He was blinded. His tongue was plucked out and his nails pulled out. Finally, on March 11, 1689, Sambhaji was executed by beheading at Tulapur and his body was cut into pieces and thrown into the Bhima River. It was the end of a great ruler who never, never really received his due from history. The fact is, Sambhaji had managed to keep the Maratha empire intact and carried on with most of his father's policies. His death threw the empire into a period of chaos and confusion and it was only the ascent of Chhatrapati Sahu, Sambhaji's son, that brought it back to glory. Chhatrapati Sambhaji Maharaj was a true chava, a lion cub who refused to convert to Islam, who stood up for Hinduism at the cost of his life. He bore the most gruesome torture but never wavered from his faith, a hero who has unfortunately not got his due. On this date when he made the supreme sacrifice in the cause of Hindu Dharma, take time to remember him and pay a silent tribute of gratitude to him.